Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Now, today, particularly today, I want to talk on a, on a certain subject, um, which is quite linked to, to being Holy Spirit Alliance. I won't venture much into the administration of it because it was already covered in a, in a, different, in a different sermon. Right, and and the basis of this, just to set to set this up, is is that you must be born again. And and by being born again is the acknowledgement of Jesus as the Lord and your personal Savior. You see, the Bible says that at one point before we came to Jesus, before we acknowledged the Lordship of Jesus, we were dead in our sins. You say, Adam, I, I, I wasn't dead in my sins because I was a good person. I mean, you were. Um, only God, the life of God came to you the moment you accepted the Lordship of Jesus. You awakened to the fatherhood of God. And there are certain truths that go with that fundamental principle um, of, of, of giving your life to Jesus Christ. But that's not our subject today. Guess what? What are we talking about? We are talking about speaking in tongues. Everyone say speaking in tongues. Uh, I think you have been to our services and maybe you heard people speak in tongues. And you are saying, what? What are these people doing? They are crazy. They are out of their mind. You won't be the first person to say that. Right at the very start in the book of Acts chapter two, um, when 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 because remember, in this in that chapter, that's the first time the Holy Spirit manifested came on people, and they all spoke in tongues. Mark the word I said all. They all spoke in tongues, and they said to them, "These men are drunk." at the time. So you you not be really the first person to say that. And Peter stood up and said, no, brethren, this is that which was written. So he began to quote the Old Testament about the promise of the Spirit. Now, speaking in tongues is speaking in a language that you are not taught or that you have not learned. So if you are speaking in a tongue, it's the utterance by the Holy Spirit, the utterance given to you by the Spirit in a language, in a vocabulary that you have not learned or that you do not know. In other words, what you'll be saying, you will be not knowing too. So if I start speaking tongues, I don't know what I'm talking about. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go into that and actually open the scriptures and see what I'm saying. Okay? And that's a divine vocabulary by the Spirit. In other words, it's given by the Spirit. Now let's let's open Mark chapter 16, verse 17. You have your Bibles, right? So let's open together. So, Mark 16 verse 17 says, 
This, this was Jesus after he had been crucified, died, buried, and he rose from the dead, but he had not yet ascended to the Father. And this is the portion of scripture that Mark records. And Mark says, these were the words of Jesus. And he says, these signs will, because at that point, <laughs> it, 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 it hadn't happened. He says, these signs will follow them that believe. But just a few verses before that, he would have spoken about the great commission that we should go and preach into the whole world, unto all, unto all crea creation, and that those who shall believe shall be saved. And he says, those, these signs shall follow them, though, shall follow those that believe. What are the signs? And says, in my name, they shall, they shall cast out demons. It means, if you are a believer, you can cast out demons. You can cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will speak in new tongues. Everyone say they will speak in new tongues. And, and, and the question of there, someone is having a question like, who is he talking to? Who is so then Jesus was talking to those that shall be preached to and believe, which is us. We have believed the message, we have believed that Jesus is Lord, and we speak in new tongues. Then it goes on. Let's just finish the scripture, right? He says, They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. That's, 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 that's Maxine. So we speak in tongues because Jesus said so. Jesus said so. They say it's a sign that shall accompany those who believe. So if you're wondering why in the first place, if that's not a reason good enough, I'll tell you other reasons why you must speak in tongues. So someone was asking already like, so if I don't speak to, in tongues, do I not go to heaven? That's not, that's not it. Because remember when I said, when I started, I said, you are already saved. You are already saved, but we are not talking about those fundamentals. You are already saved. It's set, right? But we are talking about the operation of the Spirit in your life as a Christian already to live a victorious, effective, and efficient life as a child of God. You see, when you come to Jesus, your relationship with God is open. What it means is that you now have fellowship with God, which means you are expected to commune with God, to talk with God. And one of the methods, one of the ways is that he has given us his spirit. He has given us his, his spiritual vocabulary, the way to communicate. Now, let's, let's move on. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Acts chapter 2, verse number 4. Here is what it says. He says, and they were all. How many? That's why I need your Bible. At least you see from your Bible that it's not mine. <laughs> it's not mine. It's written in your Bible as well. It says, 
And by the way, I'm using a new King James version. You might have a, another translation, but I, they will say the same thing with regards to it. It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak. Who speak? Who spoke? They all. In other words, God did not speak on their behalf. They had to open their mouths to speak. They did not think. They spoke and they were heard. See, that's it's a key thing there. We have to so mark all and also they spoke. But who gave them utterance? The, the spirit gave them utterance. Right. Let's move on. So you see this, when I spoke about Acts chapter 2, for the, verse 4, it was the first time when they were waiting, when Jesus had told them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait until the Holy Spirit has come upon them. And this was the sign, the initial sign, when the Spirit came, they all spoke in tongues. Now, I'm just, I'm just going through another account where it happened. And what happened, we will hear, right? So, Acts chapter 8, verse number 14. Now, just a couple of verses before this, Philip had gone to Samaria to, to preach the gospel. And Philip, you know, was signs and miracles and wonders accompanied his ministry, and they all believed. And now, Acts 8, 14, it says, Now the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. They sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. What it means is, Philip preached the gospel so much in Samaria. Remember, before, when Jesus, during Jesus' time, they passed through Samaria and James and John said, these guys, they have not believed our word. Shall we call thunder or lightning to, to bend them up? <laughs> but now Philip, because of the grace of God, which was upon him, he went and preached to Samaria and Samaria gave their life to Jesus. These men, they were already born again. But Peter and John went for a specific reason to pray that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet, I'm continuing the scripture, for as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, they had been baptized in water. Then They laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Verse 18, you will see, and when Simon, so Simon was, was a guy in, in Samaria who was a sorcerer. So he was doing this thing by, for money. So people in Samaria knew that the man was great, right? But it was great because of his sorcery. So they thought he was a man of God. But he was using sorcery. So when Philip went in, he began to preach the gospel. And Simon gave his life to Jesus as well. 
So Simon now, when he saw that, verse 18, when he saw that through the laying of hands, of apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered money. He said, give me um, also that anyone, when I lay hands on them, they may receive the Holy Spirit. What I want you to see is that when the apostles laid their hands, remember Peter and John went and they said, we are going to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. The Bible says Simon saw, he saw, there is something that he saw happening when people were prayed for. Because he then offered, so if it was just a matter of praying for them to receive the Holy Spirit and there's no evidence at all, Simon was not able to recognize it, right? But he said, the Bible records that he saw, Simon saw that something happened when they were prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit. Let's go on, Acts chapter 19. So Acts chapter 19, verse 1 to 2, he says, and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus. And finding some disciples, he said to them, this is the mark the question that he asked. He said, and these were are not unbelievers, these were disciples. <laughs> and this is the question that Paul says. He, he says, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Verse 5, I've jumped some scriptures. He says, and when they heard this, they were all baptized into the name of the Lord. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Now, there were 12, there were about 12 in all. There were about 12 men in all. Did you, did you follow the construction? So Paul is, is in this place. He meets some believers. They're already disciples. Apollos had to rightly taught them the word of God uh, to believe in Jesus. And he, Paul, and he came, he just went straight away. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you, when you believed? And they said, no, we're only baptized. And he talked about the baptisms they had had. And he said, okay, now let me baptize you in the name of the Lord. And also praying for them to receive the Holy Spirit. And they spoke in tongues. How many spoke in tongues? All of them. All of them. I'm not, I don't want to sort of add too much to what the scripture said. I think you have heard, you have read from your own Bibles. And sometimes, why do you speak in tongues? Why? Why do you speak in tongues? And actually, the Apostle Paul, when he was talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, there are some lessons there that we can pick. There are some lessons there that we can pick. By the way, do not feel condemned if you do not speak in tongues. Because this message is not for condemnation, but to show you the importance of speaking in tongues. And if you do not speak as yet, that it's for all. It's not for some. 
All right? So, 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse number 2. It says, so Paul here, like I said, he was talking about the, at the church of Corinth, it was so graced with the, with the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit were so manifest in this church to the extent that Paul had to write about the administration of those gifts. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, bring some order to the church, right? And he began to, remember, I'm talking about speaking in tongues, not for the church, for your prayer life, your day-to-day -day prayer life, your individual prayer life, right? So you are at home, you are in a bus, you are in town, you are anywhere, right? And you want to pray. That's what we are talking about here. I'm not talking about the, 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 the gift that you want to, 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 to say, because it's a, it's, a, it's a speech gift that you want to say in the church and you need to interpret. That's why I said he was talking about the administration of the gifts. But what I'm talking about, it's a little bit different. I'm addressing your personal prayer life. Praise the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, Paul says this. He says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue. He who speaks in an unknown language, he says, he does not speak to men. Do you hear me? The Bible is saying he's not speaking to men. That's enough. So do not be worried about people too much when you are speaking in tongues. Because you are not speaking to men. That's, a sh that's, 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 irrefutable you are not speaking to men but listen to the beauty of that who do you speak to <laughs> you are speaking to god you are speaking to god directly speaking to god if you want to be sure that you are speaking to god you are speaking in tongues it says he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but he speaks to god that's an important factor for you to be encouraged to speak in tongues in your prayer life because you are not speaking to men. You see, you don't have to think of the language you say. You don't have to think about, you know, the, the scripture you are about to say. You're not worried about the vocabulary, the pronunciation or anything. You are not generating any word. You are trusting God for the utterance and you're opening your mouth to speak. And you speak to God. Now listen to that other part. He says, even if a man hears you, because you are not speaking to them, no one understands you. He says, no one understands. He says, there is a beauty after that again. He says, however, in the spirit, in your spirit, in your spirit, not in the Holy Spirit. In your spirit, you are uttering, you are speak, speaking, you are conveying mysteries, mysteries. Let me tell you something. Right now, if we say pray, you are only limited to the things that you know. Right? You will pray for your children knowing the, their current circumstances. Or you will start to maybe prophesy speaking by faith for their future. Right? You will talk about your current job situation. You will speak about 
your family, like the, the things that you know, that you know, that's, that's, if we are praying with our understanding, the Bible calls that kind of prayer, praying with understanding. We'll go into that in a moment. It says pray in under. So if you are not praying in the spirit, if you are not praying in an unknown tongue, you are praying with your mind, which is called praying with your understanding. Now, you are limited. But the spirit of God is not limited. Remember, when you are speaking in tongues, when you are praying in tongues, it's the spirit who gives utterance. And you are speaking, you are praying in your spirit. Listen, you are not limited. Say, I'm not limited. What you begin to speak are called mysteries. What it means is, if there is someone in your family that is maybe about to have an accident, the spirit can give you utterance at that moment to speak about it. Listen, the other thing is, when you're speaking in tongues, we'll touch it in, in a moment, you'll be glorifying God. You may not be even praying for someone, but you may be glorifying God. The Bible says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue does not speak to man, but he speaks to God. For no man understands him. However, in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. It's a reason enough to pray in tongues. I want to speak mysteries. <laughs> I love this. Now, if you go with me to... to 1 Corinthians chapter number 14, verse number 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 14. This is what it says. It says, for if I pray in a tongue, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. Who prays? My spirit prays. Say, my, my spirit prays. But my understanding is unfruitful. You see, what it means is, when you are speaking in an unknown tongue, your understanding, your mind is unfruitful. Your mind does not know what is going on. So that's why the Bible says, my spirit prays. So if you want to engage the spirit in prayer, if you want to engage the Holy Spirit in prayer and your spirit too, you speak in tongues because you are sure that your spirit prays. That's 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. It says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That's possible that sometimes when you're praying in tongues, your mind can wander away because you are not using that department at all. Your spirit is communicating. Now, 1 Corinthians 14, verse number 4, it says, He who speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. We are talking about your individual prayer life. So what is edification? What it means is you charge yourself up. Have you been in a prayer sometimes you don't feel like praying? You, you're like, ah, you, you're struggling, right? 
You speak in tongues. You charge yourself up. You are building yourself up. You charge yourself like you are charging a battery. That's when you speak in tongues. You, I mean, try it sometimes if you are not already doing it. Right? You, you get into your prayer time and you just start speaking in tongues. Before you know it, you are so charged. You are so welling up. You are so full of spiritual energy, right? And you, you, start, you, start, you start prophesying sometimes. You start releasing those scriptures. You start, you see, a lot can happen in that time of prayer. So pray in tongues because you charge yourself. So Jude, Jude to, to actually complement and second that scripture, in Jude, Jude, there's only one chapter, Jude 20. This is what Jude writes. Jude says, but you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Spirit. When you are praying in the Spirit, when you are praying in your tongues, you are building yourself up. Say, I'll be building myself up. So you edify yourself. You build yourself up in your most holy faith. Ah, how about that? That's beauty. That's a beautiful thing. So I am encouraging you. And if you have not received, if you have not spoken in tongues, it's possible. Because remember, I told you that it's you who open your mouth. You may have received the Holy Spirit but you have not exercised, you have not even opened your mouth to speak in tongues. The Spirit will not open your mouth. He will not forcibly open your mouth. You have to speak. You open and trust God for utterance. I'll show you what, what Paul says here. He, he, he talks about the conclusion. He says, so, if, my, my, if I pray and my understanding is unfruitful, in, in, go to verse 18 and see what, what he says in, in his conclusion. This is what he writes in his conclusion. He says, what is it then? He's asking, what is it then? He says, I, who? Him. He says, I. Not the spirit. He says, I will pray with the spirit. And I will pray with the understanding also. I mean, open your Bibles. Do you, do you see the construction that Paul says? Do you see where he puts also? He says, what is the conclusion then? He says, I. He says, he is the one who will pray. He says, I will pray with the spirit. And I will pray, I will also pray with the understanding. And he says, I will sing with the Spirit. And I will also sing with the understanding. In other words, he's talking to you about the order of how he did it. Or how, how he used to pray. He says, I will speak in tongues. And I go, he, he speaks. That's why down the line he says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Paul was like that. 
He says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. In his individual life, that's why he says, but in church, I would rather speak five words so that men can understand me. But in his individual prayer life, he says, I speak in tongues more than you all. And he said, I pray with the spirit and also in understanding. That's why the man had a beautiful ministry. He had a great ministry. He understood the operation of the spirit. He communicated. He prayed not to men, but to God. He prayed in the spirit. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.